It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Jeff, why am I always out? Ludicrous, did you say play rollout? What? No, Jeff, order more. Finding directions to nearest diamond store. Shop for Jeff. Hip hop for kids. Buy Jeff peanut butter. Got it. Adding Jeff to your cart. Yeah, now we're talking. Jeff peanut butter. It's that Jeffing good. Ludicrous confused his voice assistant for it. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on a football Friday on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and we're brought to you by our friends at the Teammates Mentoring Program. One in three young people will grow up without a mentor, and that is a problem that Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne sought to fix in 1991 when they founded the Teammates Mentoring Program. It is their mission to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to chat, play games, do whatever. And it has been a big help not only to the kids, the mentees, but many mentors say that they leave their mentoring time uh, in a better place than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org for more information and to become a mentor today. Uh, wanted to get to our keys to the game. We got a lot of really good stuff from DB there, um, but there were some more specific things. We talked a lot about kind of big picture stuff, and which I love doing, um, but there were some, some things specific to this Maryland game that I wanted to get to. Um, and, and for Let's do it. And for me, the first is uh, it has to do with Talia Tugavailoa, right? You can't let him get comfortable. He needs to not be able to spend five, six, seven seconds trying to find a receiver because then you're putting your secondary in a position to fail. It's really hard for any secondary, regardless of how good they are, to cover for that long. So the defensive line really needs to, whether it's the defensive line alone or whether they send plus pressure, which I think they're going to because it doesn't sound like Prince Will is going to be available based on rules comments yesterday. How he's kind of still going through the protocol process. Um, to me, getting that pressure on Tagovailoa to make mm-hmm. sure he doesn't get comfortable is first and foremost the thing that has to happen because if you allow him to just sit back there and read the defense. Oh, take his time, that's wrong. He will pick you Mm -hmm. apart, and Nebraska can't afford that, especially with, I mean, I think Malcolm's going to be back. Hartzog's going to be back uh, tomorrow, but Deshaun Singleton has set back. He's not going to be back, (sighs) And that was a bummer. Um, 
they are I, – I don't know if anybody asked about Omar Brown, so we'll have to wait until the – Shane, that's your best friend. Is Omar going to play anytime soon? I hope so. So he was in the protocol as well, I think is what Rule said last time. So we'll have to see the injury report tomorrow to see if he's available. But you're dealing with <laughs> dealing with a little bit of a banged-up secondary, which makes that pass rush right. and pressure on Tagovailoa that much more important. I think that's a unanimous key. Absolutely. Uh, containing yeah. uh, Tagovailoa, focus on pass defense this week because we know Maryland can't rush the football. Look, we even talked to Steve Suter yesterday uh, who covers Maryland, well, is the analyst for the broadcast for Maryland, and he's like, hey, guys, Maryland couldn't run the football last week. Our top rusher had how many yards? Oh, yeah, negative one or something like that. Negative yeah. two. Or it, it was It was – it was mind-blowing I think hearing they, that, yeah. that the longest run was from a backup and it was four yards like yep. a, or a third stringer. Regardless, you know that Maryland's not going to run all over you. Plus, Nebraska has such a good run defense that that doesn't even have to be a focus because if Maryland can't run the football and your defense is already that good, you don't even have to worry about practicing uh, the, going through those motions because you know for a fact mm-hmm. it's going to be Tua's brother, Talia, that controls this game if Maryland is going to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And so that's why containment is, is, is such a big key. He's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. He may be the only difference maker on this team. You take him out of the game, what does Maryland have left? That's the focus for Nebraska this mm-hmm. week. More on your point with uh, the secondary, because I think that's, that's a great uh, key for this key. Mm-hmm. Don't be Jalen Johnson of last night. Please, please, like, <laughs> act like you want to be there. Yeah. And, and Nebraska wants to be there. Yeah. Jalen Johnson does not want to be in Chicago, yeah. and he made that evident during the trade deadline. If you tackle, what do you mean by that? if you avoid, not, not really avoid, if you limit chunk plays, mm-hmm. because this is a guy that can pick you apart. Yeah, he can. If you limit the chunk plays, there is no doubt in my mind that Nebraska – can win this game, and I'm going to use this term, Ravi, comfortably. Ooh. If you limit junk plays, you contain Tungavailoa. He's going to get his yards. Yeah. He's going to get his scores. But if you limit the chunk plays and make it harder yeah. to get down the field, you can win this game comfortably. I mean, For sure. This isn't a game where you're going to hold Tungavailoa to – 150 yards passing like that's not something that's going to happen what you have to do like you said which is a great point you have to make his life just a little bit harder make him complete three or four passes to get the yardage instead of one big chunk that makes it harder just stringing together successful plays is why those long drawn out drives are more rare and harder to execute on a consistent basis. That to me is uh, a really good point there. My next key to this game Hit me. is don't overexpose Heinrich Harburg. I mm, thought that was key. one of the biggest issues last week. You had 30 plus called pass plays, obviously only 28 actual passes because of the sacks, but over 30 called pass plays. And I really thought they'd put Harburg in a position to not be successful with that. That is obviously not a strong suit at this point in his career. I understand you have to take shots. I think you have to be very choosy on when you decide to push the ball down the field or to put Harburg in in situations where he has to throw the football. I I agree with 
with uh, Michael Rose Ivy talked about this morning. He said like 15 to 18. That's on the high end for me in terms of passing attempts. I'd love it if they could win this game between that 12 and 15 pass attempt mark. But as long as it's under 20, I feel a lot more comfortable. You get up to that 25, 30 mark, and you get to a place where you're just you're letting the defense see too much of a weakness in your quarterback and having him drop back and throw that many times. That, to me, is going to be really important, is how they take their shots with Harburg. I'm going to stay on defense here. Mm -hmm. Nebraska needs one turnover defensively. Last week, I'm like, hey, win the turnover margin, right? We say that every week, though. Mm -hmm. Hey, try to get even in the turnover margin. No, let's just have one defensive turnover this week. If the ball's on the ground, you're the one jumping on it. it. Yeah. You're the one going for the loose ball, like you would in basketball. When the ball is out of somebody's hands and it's just kind of bouncing there, you're diving on the floor. It's the same thing here in football. You see that ball on the ground, you dive on it. Don't try to be a hero. Don't scoop it up. Try to take it for six. Get that one turnover. If you can at least get one turnover, even if Harburg throw th- throws three picks mm-hmm. or two picks and Emmett Johnson drops a ball or, or, or somebody else has a fumble for this team, I think you can still win this game if you're minus two in the turnover margin. Mm -hmm. But let's see this defense have that takeaway because you need that moment where you can just kind of like take the take the energy out of Maryland's Mm -hmm. sideline. And so that's why having at least one turnover defensively uh, could be key. Now, why I think this is possible because Tony White and this defense Mm -hmm. came out openly spoke this week Mm -hmm. about how they didn't play their best football, and I think that's going to light a spark underneath them. Well, and we heard DB talk about it, right? There were opportunities for turnovers. They just didn't finish the plays they needed. And I think a special performance is in the making right now. Um, Nine turnovers in the last four games. That's what Maryland has Mm -hmm. to, to their number right now. It's time for Nebraska to join that stat. All right. Key number three. Which is kind of our off-ball key, which I kind of like. I don't know if you have, like, one like last week because mine was score the first touchdown, which didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) That didn't didn't end up working. And yours was, like, something something really unique that I'm like, huh. Yeah, I don't. That's a weird key. I have a a weird key for my last one. I've got one. I don't know if it's a weird one, but it's, it's something that I think Sam talked about earlier in the week. And it's kind of a difficult thing to measure, but Nebraska needs to break even in special teams, right? Last week, special teams was a huge negative for them. They didn't punt the ball very well. Obviously, the punt return situation was a disaster, giving up tons of yardage with the fair catch game plan and not putting Ethan Nation out there and putting an unhealthy Billy Kemp out there instead. Bushini really struggled and gave up a bunch of yardage on some, some really just short and ineffective punts. I, Nebraska needs to at least break even in special teams. If you're going to, sh- to struggle the way they have on offense. You have to be plus in at least one other area, and at the very least, you have to break even at the other area. I think they're going to be plus on defense. I need them to break even at least on special teams in order to win this game. My last key, play for somebody. Okay. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Okay. Two weeks ago against Purdue, what was Nebraska playing for? They were playing for the moms. They were playing for those that have sacrificed for these players. The ones that um, go through some of the hardest times because it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month Mm -hmm. in October. This is the day that you play for somebody. He talks about sacrifice then. Think about the sacrifice that our military men and women put forth every single day to keep our freedoms alive and allow us and allow those guys to play football and not worry about anything else going on 
outside of these borders. You play for somebody. Dedicate your performance to somebody that served. Take the values that these military men and women embody. Honor, courage, commitment, loyalty, duty, respect, service before self self excellence in all we do apply that to this game this week we've got our picks coming up next on herd sports radio